Hello everyone, this is Josh Heath, the host of Werewolf the Podcast. Uh, Today I'm going to be testing out something new. I don't know if this is something I'm going to do again in the future, but we're going to call these recordings the Galliard Rants. And to be honest, I've been struggling to find a good time to record a normal episode. So I'm recording an episode while I'm driving, and before anyone gets concerned, I do have a Bluetooth system in my car, so it's not too difficult for me to drive and talk as if I was talking to somebody in the seat next to me. Of course, the biggest concern is what's the audio quality of something like this going to be, and it might be terrible, so we might decide that we're never going to do one of these again, but for right now, I want to talk about just an element of the game and what my thoughts on that are and the thing that I'm going to talk about, which I think is an appropriate topic for the Galliard rants, is um, auspices. Specifically, probably I'll be talking about Galliards, but in general I'm going to be talking about auspices and what auspices are in the game Werewolf the Apocalypse and how they work, what sorts of you know, gifts and things like that that you'll get, and maybe we'll kind of toss out a few story ideas, too, for people to uh, play with and decide, okay, maybe I'm going to build an entire story around a pack that are all one auspice, or perhaps there's some specific story hooks, story seeds that I can uh, that I can throw out there that you can use for uh, people that are in a pack within your game that um, that need like a specific like hey here's a sub story idea for you to latch on uh, and run with. So. What are auspices in Werewolf the Apocalypse? Well, auspices are the method of differentiating the different types of roles that Geru have within a pack. From a meta standpoint, that's kind of uh, both in-game and out-of-game what auspices do. In-game, in the world of Werewolf the Apocalypse, in the world of darkness, Luna blesses Garu differently based on when they were born, based on the moon phase that they were born under. So, for the no moons, the Ragabash, they get less rage. For the Arun, the full moons, they get the most amount of rage. The most amount, effectively, of Gaia, or of Luna's blessing, I should say. Now, from a story standpoint, really what that's telling us is that some Garu are designed to be better warriors for Gaia than others. And this gets into one of those weird places in the canon where clearly werewolves are designed to be the central changing breed of the story of the book. Obviously the game is named Werewolf, it's not named Changing Breeds or anything like that, but it also feeds into in-world, into the werewolf's sense of superiority other the, over the other changing breeds because they are effectively able to do almost everything that the other changing breeds are able to do because of their various auspices that cover really a, a large swath of different skills and capabilities. So 
let's specifically talk about galliards and the part of the reason I want to talk about galliards first and why I'm calling this segment galliard rants is I was literally born under the what would be considered the galliard moon and I think it's kind of amusing that I'm a writer and a storyteller and things like that at the same time as being if I were in the werewolf world and I was a werewolf I would have been born under the same moon phase as the storyteller class of Garu and I just think that's ironic in a certain way um, it means absolutely nothing just like you know uh, any form of astrology means really nothing on our world but it's interesting to note and it's interesting to see, okay, what does that, um, what could that mean if I were to bring some of these things into an in-game context? So what are galliards? Galliards are the, um, the nearly full moon, but not full moon Garu. They have, um, they are storytellers, they are lore keepers, they are scalds, poets, whatever term you want to use for the Garu that keep alive the oral and, um, and written histories of the nation. And in doing so, that plays into some stereotypes about uh, about human societies and about oral tradition societies, but it's also something that is generally found in most human societies also. So it's one of those things that plays into stereotypes, particularly when you get into the tribal elements, but not in a bad way, generally. Um, it does get into weird spaces when you talk about things like the Fianna, who they're, the Fianna and the Getafenris in particular, let's dive into the two of them, their galliards play really strongly to the stereotypes of the Norse Scald and the Irish drunk that's a good storyteller, respectively, of course, to the various tribes. And there's nothing inherently wrong with those stereotypes if you know that they're a stereotype and you can subvert it or cut into it or portray it a little bit more realistically but as a whole the concept of the galliard as this storytelling figure is something I think useful throughout the nation what gets weird is when you have when you have like storytellers of the same tribe in the same space it's a little bit odd to me to say okay you are the galliard you have all these galliards that are part of the Geta Fenris why would each pack have a galliard or why would there be so many of them in a sept it seems like it would be a role that would be more limited within a sept's leadership like there would be a specific like lore keeper or story keeper and their apprentices and that would be a smaller group than what uh, i think is portrayed by having it be a birth when during the month birth kind of thing that's both from a meta and an in-world sort of standpoint it is what it is the other factor with the galliards is that they are 
almost as rage-filled as Arun's, but not as much. So you have this kind of cut into the Norse warrior poet sort of facet, sort of concepts pulled in, and I think that fits well with um, with modern both like music culture and it's interesting to note that like fighting and music seem to go together in human society really strongly you know in Japanese culture you have the art of writing uh, poetry really tied into the samurai class and all of the kind of warrior uh, warrior poet elements there as well so these things are things that come up in human society and it seems like by tying it into that warrior poet facet element um, there's a word um, that I'm really trying to think of role human society role uh, it sort of makes sense it makes sense that the Garu have something like that and tying it into the moon phase element really does pull into the werewolves mythos and what the moon means to werewolves in uh, in the myths that talk about them. So I think that's appropriate if if it feels meta weird also at the same time. So Galliards get gifts that talk to that element of what they are and who they are and how they play into the game. And in some ways they're like bards in D&D, but like bards that are really strong warriors at the same time because any Garu can rip a normal human to shreds without any, like, real struggle on their part. And that's... Uh, so, in regards to gifts with the Galliards, they are able to do things like Call of the Worm, which is a gift that taunts worm creatures to come, like it almost drags them out. Um, you can think of this as kind of like an MMO thing where there's a particular uh, character class that um, drag that causes aggro against them from all of the different creatures that are around, and they like pull them toward them as like a beacon, and that's done in story so that the worm creatures can be destroyed by the Garu. Um, it makes it dangerous to use that gift, but it has an in-game purpose. And you also have other gifts that do sonic sort of elements. They focus on songs and singing and those sorts of things that tie into that musical slash storyteller element of the auspice. And that's an interesting thing to keep in mind about Werewolf. When, when you're creating a character, you've got those three overlapping elements of deciding how your specific power sets work. You've got your tribe, you've got your auspice, and you've got your uh, breed. And by knowing how all of those things interlock, you can min-max some people would say, or you can craft a character that goes in a specific direction, that has a specific role, or that subverts those roles and tropes, or that really analyzes the concept from a different angle. And I think that's, I think Galliards in particular are 
fall really strongly into the tropes and it have it not feel bad, not feel like you're doing anything that's too game-breaking or too munchkin-y. Uh, of course, you can play... You almost get away with playing like an Arun if you're a Galliard. You can still play that character the same way, even though you can say you have a little bit of like... I don't know, there's a word I'm looking for. Like a little bit of defense and saying, oh no, I'm a Galliard instead of an Arun, even though I have almost as much rage and really in the end, I'm basically playing a warrior with a, a slightly different skill set just so I can play another warrior type character. And that's totally okay. In the end, all of the werewolves you're playing are warriors and will have similar skill sets. So there's nothing too crazy about that. Um, or about, like, playing into those stereotypical elements. If I were running a Galliard character, and I have, several of my characters have been Galliards in the past, um, one thing to note is I cannot sing, and if I'm in a LARP and I'm playing a Galliard, please know that if I decide to sing in character, I'm so, so sorry, because I know your ears are bleeding and you don't want to hear that. That said, um playing a Galliard, one of the things you want to decide is what what sort of things do you do to tell the stories that you tell? Are you going to be the member of the pack that tells the tales of each individual actions taken in battle to gain renown? That is one role of a Galliard and it makes sense. Being like a battlefield reporter saying, this is what my pack did in that fight, and this is why we de deserve renown for these specific reasons. And if you are a storyteller and making your players play that out um, in a mood setting and things like that, you're going to want to keep that in mind, that they're going to have to craft some sort of story, and that can be role played out, it can be roles, and you, if you're there as a storyteller, you're going to know what they did, but it's helpful to let a Galliard player craft their own version of the story to make themselves seem more, um, more heroic, or um, what other, whatever elements of renown they are looking to gain. It's actually interesting to let them tell the story, retell the story in their own words so that they can pick out the points that they think are appropriate for growth or the character growth of all of the members of the pack. That gives you some interesting spaces to play on A, memory, and two, the social, spiritual elements of Garu and their society because Renown is not experience points. It's not, you did this, and so you automatically get experience for it. It's a political, social, spiritual gift that is given to represent the activities that a specific werewolf has taken to support the nation. And that's one of the elements I don't think you see enough done with Galliards and with the Moot. 
because the moot process allows the Galliard to embellish the story, not lie, because the spirits will call him out for lying, but to, to really emphasize why their specific actions are deserving of specific levels of renown. And that, I think, is really important because it plays into what a good Galliard does is advocate to the spirits and to the elders of a sept why their pack is so much more important than the others involved in a specific action that was taken. And I think that can get into backstabbing, it can get into things like rap battles, or uh, if you're using the get a Fenris angle, the flighting, where another pack, Galliard, might come along and say, everything that they just said is great, except this is where they showed cowardice, this is where they show that they're foolish, this is all of the bad things that they did, even though they were just telling you all the good things they did. And that, again, gets into the socio-political elements of a Geru sept that can get really interesting and can really be a lot bitchier than the vampire side of things, even, and can be really interesting to dive into. So those are things that I would do um, and I would suggest to Galliards in a pack for them to think about and think about how they're going to enact those particular elements in the way that they're playing. Let me throw out some specific story hooks for Galliards. The obvious one that comes to mind is the recovery of a story. And this can be done in the Umbra really easily. Perhaps the pack has to go to the battlefield and watch a battle that happened and then return with the truth or a well-told well story of what happened in the past in a specific battle. And that's a really interesting story element to dig into and I think a little bit cliche, but I think a good cliche. Another story hook that you could use is that the pack fails miserably at a particular action. However, they need to spin what they did so that they don't lose renown. Now, they might not gain renown, but they have to spin it so they don't lose any renown. So the Galliard and the pack have to come up with reasons that they gain something from failing at a particular action so they don't lose renown before the set. That can be an entire session of role-playing that can be really interesting and really inter-pack aggressive. Because maybe in a rune is like, I don't want you to say that specific thing that way because it makes me look worse even though what we're trying to do is make all of us look better. I think that can be a really fascinating sort of story to let unfold around the table. Um, one thing that comes to mind is that a Galliard might have to recover a story that a Black Spiral Dancer pack has which would be really dangerous 
but perhaps there is a there's information in a passed down story that the black spiral dancers have that the Garu nation needs and the galliards have to figure out how to recover that story from the BSDs and then figure out what it is from that story that they need. That could be a really interesting whole chronicle idea there. Um, infiltrating the hive, getting the story, uh, did, like pulling apart the story and figuring out what to do with it. That could be really cool. Um, there's a, a, Most of my ideas for Galliards are kind of about like recovering stories from certain places, um, recovering instruments from specific places perhaps. All of these can be really interesting. You can also do kind of the scouring the library type story. Um, perhaps the Galliards have to go to a library in uh, one of the Umbral Realms and to unlock the specific doors in the library to get the information that they need, they have to remember specific stories related to the rooms of the Umbral Library that they're going through. Um, that could be a really interesting sort of um, role-playing experience if you bring the other um, auspices in and say to like the Ragabash, hey, you know this specific story or, and or allow like the Arun to have a specific story, it brings the whole pack into, um, into the conversation in a really interesting way. I think that's kind of all I've got for story hooks right now. And there's other interesting places to go with Galliards and with inter-tribal inter sort of connections and communication. You know, every Galliard and every tribe is a little bit different. Um, the Bonar Galliards are going to be greatly different than the Stargazer Galliards. The method of telling stories and remembering histories are going to be different. And that allows, if you have an entire group of Galliards, an entire like table of Galliards, that allows you to do some interesting kind of, how do you remember things? How do you tell specific stories in your cultural framework? And that can be cool. That can be just a, a cool game if you want to do a single auspice game for one reason or another. So that's, this has been the first episode of the Galliard Rants. I am your host, Josh Heath. Um, thank you for listening to Werewolf the Podcast. If you have any questions, feedback, if you think these episodes are terrible, if the background noise from me recording them is just uh, horrible, or you can't hear me, or all of these different things, we won't do these again. Uh, but... We wanted to test it out and see how it goes. So I hope you've enjoyed this, and I hope that you come back to the next episode of Werewolf Podcast.